Now the G35, on the other hand, I bought it from Copart. Cheap. <laughs> Turn around. It came with nice wheels. How cheap? <laughs> Eleven hundred bucks. Damn, really? With, when? Two years ago. Was it running? Running, driving. Shit. With the sit speed. I'm literally one hand on the steering wheel. I don't never use two hands. It is. I'm usually lazy handing it. it. I cannot do that. Then you do a hand on the top or hand on the bottom, and you just sit in there. Just. I, How many tires do you probably have to change at a just one day out of an event? Just a normal grassroots event. We average around ninety to hundred. And uh, you said. How much a tire? 10? 10. Dude. Welcome back to the number one drift podcast on YouTube presented by Enjoy Racing. I am Dawson and today we have... Nathan from Drift Alec Racing. Oh yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Drove uh, quite a distance from North Carolina. But uh, of course... Njuku, if you are out there building your car for the first time, trying to get out on track, they do have all of the parts you will probably need to get that car to the first track day. Of course, we go a little in-depth on that at the end of the episodes every single time, so uh, stay tuned for that one. Wait till the end, but look below the video if that subscribe button is still red. Go ahead and click that and hit that bell notification while you're at it so that you're always updated with every single episode. Uh, and don't forget, if you do want a chance to win some bub Bums glasses, uh, you can comment on each episode and like it until the end of March, the last episode in March. Uh, each episode will be a new giveaway. Yeah, shout out to Bums for that. And uh, grab the merch too if you have not. We do still have sizes available. So uh, look below. Links are all in the description for all of that. Uh, if you want to give a little bit of an introduction on yourself, and who you are, where you came from, what you drive, stuff like that. So uh, my name's off. Nathan again from Driftaholic Racing. I've been drifting since 2008. Uh, started back then in a 1991 FC Art 7 convertible. Fucking right. So, uh, you know, streams, me. it streams. It was heavy, but <laughs> I mean, had torque of nothing. Well, so, yeah, of course. So uh, it was definitely a, a learning chassis. And, you know, once I've drifted once, I couldn't stop. So yeah. it went from S FC to S13s to Miatas, you name it. I probably drove it once. Um, it's been a big learning experience over the years, but it's always been something that's yeah, yeah. keep me going. So now I'm in the 350Z and a G35 sedan. Uh, the 350Z is my comp car. We currently are in a VQ35DE, which is getting ripped out as we speak. Nice. Uh, had a Vortex on it. a DE. It DE's was a DE. Best. It was a DE. Didn't burn a <laughs> drop of oil, even with the supercharger. Um, That's surprising. And now with... Very. Uh, it is... <laughs> what the fuck? It just lives. Like, uh, the last motor didn't live long, sadly. Uh, once we supercharged it... it we, yeah, it's not going to on a supercharger. Uh, we... I first, buddy that did first that. First tune was like 476. It was it's spicy. Mm. And, yeah... Piston five and six left left on space that mission. Yeah, we're gonna again. leave this chat. Yeah, so they're off. gone. Yeah, we're at about just under four hundred now, which it eats it. Hyperfest, yeah. not a not an issue. Um, this year we're doing a VHR swap. My okay. my main sponsor, uh, on point parts, um, uh, they part out G35s, 350Zs, 370Zs. Oh, sick. So they okay. had, you know, they, they've been really good to me. They're local to uh, you? They're local to me. They're at uh, Reedsville, which is pretty close to VIR. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so we had the idea of, you know, I want to go program eventually, but I don't want to go LS. Nothing gets LSs. It's just sick. Um, you know, stick with your sponsors. If your sponsor is, you know, Infinity, Nissan, company, yeah, try to stay fair. with that. Yeah. And I mean, especially the, if they're your title. The VHR, I mean, it, it's a capable motor. We've seen it in FD and other 
yeah. sports. So, yeah. you know, 525 on another Vortex supercharged setup will be plenty for, mm. for most stuff. Um, now, the G35, on the other hand, it is a party car. Like, it is. I bought it from Copart, Rhett, for cheap. <laughs> Turn around. It came with nice wheels. How cheap? <laughs> 1100 bucks. Damn, really? With, when? Uh, this was two years ago. Was it running? Running, driving. Shit. With the sit speed. Copart's the move, Um man. It was the uh, the middle of a three car wreck. So, oh, so she she she's definitely not the prom queen, but too front, too rear. Instantly, <laughs> she she was uh, definitely winched out both ways. But I mean, she drove on the trailer. She drove on the track shortly thereafter. Um, sold the wheels for like six hundred bucks. So I'm like, not even any money in the car. So yeah, uh, don't care if I wreck it. Don't care if anybody else wrecks it. Yeah. Um, came with coilovers. Came with aftermarket arms. Uh, so all I did was weld the diff, throw a seed in there, and the GK Tech uh, bolt-on kit called it a day. Uh, pretty simple. Nice. Just no fucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, with the drifting side now, I, I still compete. Still do a lot of party events. Mm. Uh, got my wife into drifting. She loves drifting. My kids want to get into drifting. Yeah. So it's a, it's a family affair. Um, We're getting into all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty deep. Um, with... The business side, um, we used to host events back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it less now just because the market's kind of uh, yeah, tough yeah. to, to host, host event and be successful. Oh, so we're very reserved. We kind of do now. We do tires. Uh, you know, We take our tire orders before an event. We'll bring them to the event, and we do tire changes at the event. So it's a very, I won't say profitable from my it's side. packed business. It's a, it's a packed business. So we have a... Uh, Enclosed, like it took me many years to go enclosed. Like first event, first two years, <laughs> I drove to every event. Um, you driving home with that FC one event, my sl- uh, my clutch system gave out, so it was run mm. all the stop yep. signs safely, safely, um, and get home some way, shape, form. Oh uh, yeah. And after that event, and it was an hour drive home, I'm like, I need to put start using the trailer. Um, so now we have an enclosed. I can pretty much, you know, it was a big investment. Yeah, you no, know, it's still. Only, how, how big did you say it was? It's a twenty-four foot. I was 24, I was okay. one into twenty-eight, yeah. but for thirty-eight hundred bucks. I was considering going enclosed and getting one, and that's what everyone was suggesting was around a twenty-four foot, just because of car and then having extra room for wheels and everything. You don't realize how much room you actually kind of want in an enclosed. Yeah. I was like, because I was like, dude, I'll just get a twenty-footer. Like, I don't really need that much space. It's not like I'm carrying it. And they were like, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> you're gonna regret it <laughs> you're gonna grow out of it so quick but well, once you add in like for us we got in a tire changer a rolling toolbox and that yeah. secondary toolbox now that we have a secondary car we bring to events um tires because i mean uh, the comp car will eat up if we go to hyperfest i'm going using at least 20 tires yeah um and then so for events you know we sometimes we have 60 tires people order before events and we bring them to the event so my trailer was just like i pull up you don't see a car you see tires. <laughs> have you hit the weight limit yeah <laughs> we we won't check that <laughs> uh, uh, you don't check it's all good <laughs> funny story we had a um a suburban 2500 last year okay i packed it on before i left for work Mm-hmm. And this was a lot of tires. That's probably 110 tires in that trailer with the car tire changer. Yeah. Come back home, the te- the tongue of the trailer was on the ground. Ended up, we snapped the rear of the sub- Suburban. Oh, my overweight, God. Overweight. No gross overweight. Um, and that was just because we, you know. I, I Aren't the 2500s on a truck, a truck frame, though? It's a it's an eight-load uh, heavy-duty setup, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's towing fuck? capacity was 12,000 pounds. 
Damn. And we and we just had too much weight up for the tongue. I mean, we had the tire changer right up front too. So I mean, it was definitely oh, it, it was yeah. probably mainly my fault. But it was also I mean, it was not the nicest trips either. So she had a hard life. Um, Oops. <laughs> it happens. What can you do? <laughs> so we tired her, bought another one, and you know. We don't get miles per gallon. It's pretty much we we fill up twice on the way down somewhere and twice on the way oh, back. Yeah. So it's pretty rough. But I mean that's that's the jump with the enclosed. Yeah. But for us with the enclosed, it was yes, it was, it was a cheap deal. It's thirty eight hundred bucks uh, to take it home. But when I bought it, my mindset was all right. How many events do I go to? That's two day. Yeah. If I sleep in the trailer, that's a hundred dollar hotel room saved. Yeah. So you can go to Hyperfest for three days. You know, you drive up on Thursday night and you stay Friday, Saturday, and then come home Sunday. Yeah. It makes it worthwhile. Just sleeping in Do that they have, like, bathhouses and stuff there? You can shower and stuff? They have shower houses, yeah. They okay. have a couple of them. So if one's packed, you can just to the second one. Oh. So. Well, that's cool then. It's yeah. not, not too bad. Because that's one thing that I've, like, considered doing. That that was a big reason for considering the enclosed. But I, I, I decided against it because I was going to finance it and stuff like that or considering that. Uh, but it was going to be like another car payment basically for the one that I wanted. And I was like, nah, it's not worth it. I'll stick with my enclosed and get like a camper topper or something instead. But now like you don't have anywhere to shower if you do that. So that's one thing that like, I, I hate feeling gross. I have to shower. That, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, dude wipes can only get you so far. Um, so the plus <laughs> not side sponsored, is, yeah, not sponsored, <laughs> but I mean, if, if you know, you know, yeah. um, with like we go to MB Drift all all the time. That that's our local track. It's an hour from the house, but when you add in that, you know, you drive all day. That hour drive home is just yeah. You don't want to, um, especially when you know you have to wake up the next morning and do it again. So uh, we used to stay at the track. They have a bath. I mean, a shower there. I mean, you're staying in the paddock. So, oh, okay, it's it's pretty cool experience. I mean, it's a massive place, but yeah. yeah. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. At Rockingham Speedway, but it is fantastic. Got, like little condos and stuff at VIR. They do have the condos at yeah. VIR, which is you know for Hyperfest they sell out instantly. Like oh, yeah, get, getting course. in there is really hard. Um, yeah. I mean, but the party on the outside is much more fun anyway. So there you go. Hell yeah! All right, well let's jump back on uh, the cars a little bit. Give me, uh, I guess, more of an in-depth rundown on the setup of the, the 350Z, the okay. competition car. So like. What specific angle kit? Like, what have you? What do you? What all is done to it to consider it a competition car, in okay. your eyes? Um, so it started as a simple seat time car. Didn't have a problem. I can I could run it for a whole year without basically touching a, a bolt on it. Just yeah. tire changes, oil change. Then we went to the bolt on kit from GK Tech. Then the lowers. Uh, and Juku Racing's Black Friday sale a few years back. They nice. their cage kits for for that price was. I was like, I, I, oh, it, unbeatable. It, it, yeah. Might as well buy it. And then. You know, if you buy one thing from Kitanjuka, you buy multiple things. So it's yeah. like clutch. Flyable. That is a good thing that they do set for a lot of cars too. They have their own just regular cages and stuff that you can weld in. You said you got a bolt in one. I got a weld in. Oh, okay, you it, just, it doesn't come notched, so you have to do your yeah. Own notching. You just got to do the notch. But I mean, but... that that's the easiest part. Uh, yeah. You don't have to do all the bending. Uh, that's a lot of time consuming. And if you bend it once wrong, I mean, 
start over. Wasted a whole tube. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was a no brainer. Um, I was still fresh on learning, you know, welding yeah. in cages back then. So I had a buddy come over. He helped me with the first part of the cage. And after that, I was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Other than when I need to do a cage on mine next year. I'm not doing it this year, but it's, it's just, I don't have the time for it right now. <laughs> It, it made it. Uh, I used to still daily at that time back then, and then once the cage oh, went God. in, I was just like never again. No, it it became strictly a cat, uh, track car, <laughs> and then so we we had that set up. Um, I bought. I had some cheap coilovers on there. Mm-hmm. And I still playing with spring rates, and then I went and signed up for a a through BC to order some their coilovers. Yeah. Um, custom specs, sixteen k fronts, five k rears with the long stroke. Um, okay. the drift spec DS series. Yeah. Um been fantastic. I mean plenty of adjustment. Uh I don't Did you get the Swift Springs? Or did uh, you just keep the regular BC springs that come with it? You kept the B, the BC springs just that came the with it. Spec one. Yeah. And okay. and they, they work just fine. I haven't had yeah. any issues out of it. Um and that's even after we're going rear mount, it still feels pretty balanced. Mm-hmm. Um and we don't run a sway bar up front, so that's why I have such a heavy you know, the sixteen K front's kind of excessive, okay. but we don't run uh with how why'd you choose to go no sway bar? Just because of uh, clearance issues. We were running, oh, that's it? We run r- wide wheels up front, and so I kept on hitting the sway bar, and, you know, you want more angle. We don't want less. So once you keep going... Go smaller fashion, wheel. What do you mean? Oh, you got to have... Stop. I like self-steer, so I like the sway bar being in there. Uh, mine, I mean, uh, if you ever watch me drive, I'm literally one hand on the steering wheel. I don't never use two hands. It is... I'm usually lazy handing it. it I cannot do that. It's it's a, either a hand on the top or hand on the bottom, and you just sitting there, just guiding it ever so slightly. It's 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 really easy to drive with the setup we have. We're actually we went to a half inch toe out this year. We was about yeah. you know a quarter inch, which is easy to drive. Once you go to half, you it's pretty snappy. But mm-hmm. um, driving that way all year, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back. Yeah. Wait. So okay, what is your wheel spec up front then? Uh, I run seventeen by nine plus. Are you in seventeens up front? Uh, run 17s because when I bought stage wheels, so that's who I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I buy through. Um, they didn't have 18s at the time, he, oh, he had no stock, okay. and this was like three weeks before an event. And I was like, What do you have in stock? <laughs> I need something, <laughs> and he's like, I got a bunch of 17s. I was like, Sold. Um, and then last year I sold off some of the rear 17s and got 18s on the rears, but gotcha. I kept the 17s up front just because. I mean, my front end's already set up for it. I don't want to have to change yeah. it and then buy tires again, which I buy tires anyway. So, yeah. But um, it's more of laziness, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, when you got that many drift cars at the house, a simple yeah. task is like. Eh. I've seen a lot of people run 17s up front on Z's, but I most people, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the reasoning for the people that like do it on purpose. You just, that's what you could uh, get. So I, I understand I, that, but. I run, I've always run 18s and of course like I have Conte's the Neos but um and but I run by 9s up front. I've always ran by 9s and that seems like the perfect width setup cuz like what's you, what tire did you say you run? I run Kendas. The, well, like the uh, width. Oh, the width I run uh up front 245s. 245s. Yeah, see so how, you probably got a a good amount of stretch uh, up front. I, um, decent amount of stretch, and then I, we're, I tend to run about 32 psi on, on that size tire. Um, and we we didn't at first have the matched out on the LCAs from GK Tech. We were kind of reserved because yeah. we didn't want to have that poke at the top and rub the top of the fender. Um, gotcha. Because even after rub, uh, rolling it, you know, you still get a slight, you know, you hit a bump, yeah. you hear it. Yeah. So I was just trying to be a little bit reserved, and then 
you know, we went full out. So I could probably change up my wheel specs again, but yeah, I mean, if it's not broke, why well, fits it? So I mean, that's fair, right? Eh? No argument there. <laughs> um, okay, so I I wanted to ask this just to preface for the audience. B- comparing the 350Z to the G35, which one do you think you technically have more fun in? Hmm, that's that's the good question. Um, so the sedan is, you know, the, with it being not as snappy, it's easier to drive at times. Um, okay, I guess, yeah, break that down. What is what, the difference between the driving, the way they both drive? Because everyone says they're the same car, all that shit, but it's it's four doors, like... It's a little bit different. It's a little bit heavier. It's a little bit heavier for for me. It's when I go to transition, the Z wants to snap the angle a lot faster. Mm. I mean, you got it feels like a slightly shorter wheelbase, so it's gonna be a little bit more snappy. You jump into Miata, it is instant, pretty much. Oh, it, yeah. it feels like you're on a roller coaster. Um, the G35, it's kind of like it. You feel like it's a sun, Sunday driver. It's very, you know, everything's slower Floaty. to react. Very so, but on the on the other side of it, you know, you can pile four people in that car with you. So <laughs> it's a party car. It is That's a party sure. car. <laughs> so for me, um, the Z has got to the point where it is cost versus fun. Mm-hmm. And for me, going to a party event, yeah, I could get really close to somebody, but you know, I take a hit. That's an expensive weekend. Yeah, the G thirty five. If I hit it, I mean, I just rode off a what saw a five six hundred dollar car. <laughs> And then, you know, I have a spare shell behind my house for, for rainy days. So, yeah. I mean, I have a Z yeah. shell sitting behind the house. I'm like, well, if I told the car, I have another car <laughs> I could put it into. So, um, and get I, more tax write offs. <laughs> so, the Z, the Z is fun. Uh, on road courses, I mean, that, that's where yeah. that car shines with the power it has. And then, but the G35, like, if I'm drifting with my wife or with friends, mm-hmm. I can full send it and don't feel bad. Yeah. Um, the Z, last time I full sent the Z, it was a $1,000 weekend for a front front left of the car. And that's just because somebody's like, just that. keep going. I'm like, the tire's bald. Just keep going. Okay. If you say so, so I guess we're going to send it. And we send it. And yeah. So, but I think having a car where you can really just let yourself go and have the fun. Like we were doing 360 yeah. entries. You know, it was a Sunday at MB. My wife was driving. I was driving. Nobody else had tires left. Yeah. So I was like, let's do 360 entries. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> let's do some random stuff that, you know, you don't tend to try because, I mean, either there's too many people on the track or you don't want to mess up your car. Yeah. Um, for me, it's risk versus reward. I mean, for some people it's not, but that's mm-hmm. that's good for them. Um, but that's always something that's in the back of my mind when I'm, you know, in that car. Is like, if I wreck it on a party weekend and next weekend's a comp weekend, I don't yeah. want to be that guy not baking it out. So, um, Did you originally get the G as just to be a party car um or what was the original purpose of getting that original purpose of the g is i thought about having a secondary car okay to drive for myself and then um one of my buddies was like hey if you get it could i drive it and that's when the idea of maybe we should rent it out at times but, okay you know, if i'm not using it nobody else is using it you know yeah i much rather see make some money these, off of it at exactly. least i guess i mean or make some money back <laughs> At least take a little bit out of the deficit of the car budget. Yeah. Um, but I mean, most people they want to drive. Mm-hmm. You, you new drifters, I mean, they see a lot of us out there. They're like, "Man, I want to dump ten grand in a car. Here we got a five hundred, six hundred dollar car. Yep. Just go drive it for the day. See what you think. It might not be the car for you. I mean, you might hop in and be like, damn, this car's yeah, slow. Yeah, well, you get the feel of it. Exactly. I mean, for for me, it's all about the growing 
going that side of the business. I mean, yeah, not only the business, but the sport. Because, I mean, we have a lot of, you know, here I've been 2008. I've been doing this for such a long time. I've seen people come and go. I've seen mm-hmm. people get burned down. But, I mean, seeing the new driver smile for the first time or the first time they ride, and then you see them come back an event later and they're driving, blows your mind. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I'd love to give somebody that opportunity. I mean. That's usually the golden ticket for people to make them commit to uh, start pursuing drifting themselves. It's just one ride along. All I got to get is one good ride along, and they're like, fuck, I can't live without this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly the case. I mean, we have Piedmont Dragway right up the road from the house. And it's, mm. you know, Piedmont Drift, yeah. uh, Ryan and them run really nice events. Um, I mean, that's a packed house. Like, you, you're waiting in line, but, I mean, the atmosphere is yeah, undeniable. worth it. Exactly. So, I mean, to have somebody come in, they're like, I've never done this before, to their riding. And then you see them with their own car. They're asking you, hey, what should I buy this? Yeah. Does it meet the needs? Yes or no. Mm. Then buy it. I mean, yeah, it, you might be... You know, we have car mates and models, all different car mates and models. You might be a Ford guy. There's a really cheap price on this uh, Camaro or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Make the jump. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do what's in your means. Um, so for. I will say, still stick to what you want because you don't want to buy something you're not going to like and burn yourself out that way as well. That That would be my only argument to that comment. But yeah, carry on. Sorry. Well, uh, uh, with that, that comment though um i mean if you really want to let's say you want the newer generation camaro as your first drift car i mean you're, oh you're, no you're, i'm not saying th- that like if you're if you're choosing between new gen camaro and old gen camaro shut the fuck up get the cheaper <laughs> one but like definitely get you know what, what i mean get, yeah. get what you want but also if you this- if you wanted a if you wanted let's say an s13 coupe with a sylvia front but you got to settle for a miata like that's kind of like that's that hurts, but like you know, it's still a good car. I mean, you know in, what I mean. In the grand scheme of things, are you gonna stick with one car? I mean, I know I don't. I've had many of cars, but at the same time, if you're able to get in there and get practice for cheap, yeah. I mean, you might not like the sport. You dump a lot of money in a car you not don't like or you don't stand yeah, the sport very well. Get it. Use it a little bit. Don't dump a bunch of money into it, and then once you got a little bit of practice, sell it and buy what you want. Exactly, but that's what the better financial situation. The 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 best idea behind it was to you know have people. I know a guy who rents a Miata. He usually keeps pretty busy. I was like, well, if we have a G thirty five, now we have options. Yeah, you can drive the Miata. You know, his guy, this guy's Miata. One weekend, you jump in the thirty five. One weekend, now you have two options of all right. Well, now I kind of have an educated guess what I want. Yeah, I mean, a longer wheelbase and a shorter wheelbase. Exactly. Um, I mean, with with the rental car side, I hate to charge as much as I have to charge, but you know, by the time you trail it to the event, Mm. I need to be on standby all day or somebody else. So if you have a problem, we can fix it. And if you're new, I want to be in the car because I mean, yeah, you don't have risky throttle in cars, but we've all seen somebody on track who's like, you could have lifted and saved the car instead. You've yeah, foot in the gas. Didn't that take away a lot of your time, though? It does Focus on everything else. But if you if, have to be in the car, yeah, it does take a lot of my time. But at the same time, for me on the business side, I got to protect the asset. Yeah. So if he doesn't know what he's doing, okay, so well, let me ask you this then: how much how much does it cost to rent it for? Let's just say a day. Standard day, uh, we'll say about three three to three fifty. Three. Th- uh, well, that's not that bad. Not that bad. Uh, I'm not making much off of it though. I feel like. A lot of people would pay three fifty to 
borrow a car for an entire day is wait okay so is do they have tires they'll have some burners they won't have brand new tires but so you're I, supplying I, the tires i too? will supply two wheels with with some burner tires only well, so you'll go through yeah they won't go through anymore um, than that but if they want to spend more of course i get tires so i mean that's i, I can build out yeah they so they'll be able more. to buy extra if they go over the two okay exactly rewind to 2008 i was yeah. a mechanic we had free tires so for me, they're going to throw the tires yeah, away anyway. Different. <laughs> so it's, it's exactly the case. It was like, okay, well, my weekend's going to cost my gas to drive there. Yeah. And food and track cost. Yeah. Um, so it was $200 weekends and those don't happen anymore. So, um, God, I and, wish. But, you know, back then you could buy S13 for $1,000 running and driving. $50 a night at the hotel and everything too. If you still had to stay there, you're too tired to drive home. And there's usually four people willing to go in on that hotel. So it cost you. Nothing. Yeah. There you go. So, um, but on the on the rental side, I mean, it's it's a it's a calculated risk. I mean, you yeah. you know it's going to happen. They're going to burn up a clutch. They're going to pop a motor. So it's a it's always an educated risk on those things. But um, and that's one of the stressful points. I mean, the, the tire change inside that, that's out of sight, out of mind. You have somebody who runs the machine. Usually, your day's pretty easy unless they call out, and then you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Like round four last year of MB, he called out. And Ooh. here I was, like, I got two practice runs in the morning, went into my comp, lost to Darren in a BRZ. Like, my car's doubled the horsepower, and I got beat by a, a car of basic mods. And I'm like, he's like, how's Both that pawns. feel? He's like, he's like, how's that feel? I was like, sounds like the average day in a race car. So, so Sounds like drifting. Yeah, Fuck. exactly. So, I mean, it the business side, it has its ups and downs. The rental car side... I mean, it's not very busy. I mean, I yeah. let people know I have it, but when they hear the 350 price tag, they're like, well, my buddy offered me to drive, you know, just pay, you know, help him pay for some odds and ends. I can just drive his car. That happens yeah. too. So, I mean, whatever gets somebody in the sport, I'm happy with. So, if, if nobody else is driving it, you know, more laps for me. So, there you go. Hell. Okay. So, is, has there ever been a situation with the rental car that has come up that, like, has really shot you in the foot? Kind of like the car got badly wrecked and it was a whole bill you weren't expecting. Um, not really. I know. Um, so with like, what are the negatives of having a rental drift car? Just to simplify the it's, question, it's another vehicle you got to fix. So, okay. you know, um, I so assume that boils down to like regular maintenance, maintenance. And stuff like that. So, once you have multiple cars, your maintenance time yeah. just shoots through the roof so I mean, you, you forget maintenance on one you go to <laughs> that's the always something you don't consider <laughs> so i mean it, it's time consuming to have a drift car so at least if i keep it basic enough it should be out of sight out of mind most times yeah um so we did have an issue what was it um so to side we're gonna keep on this story but it's the side story that, <laughs> that makes the story funny yeah so uh, me and my wife got married at rockingham speedway Oh, sick. So the plus out of having your bir- your wedding at a speedway is you can do what you want. Hell So we yeah. had all of our friends drifting. It's Wait. Just, who wants to drive? Here's the keys. And oh that, that was what, that's what made that entire weekend for us. Because, I mean, I probably got like four hours of sleep. Babe. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. Event con- uh, the venue cost of, for I'm the weddings are getting married right now either. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that, but anyways, uh, sorry. That's that's on you. Um, but for us, it was a, a nice way to get our friends, who's always rode with us, to drive. And so we took that car, the party car, when it was still fresh. Yeah, I, I didn't get to drive it much. I literally didn't uh, eyeball line it when I got to the track. Got my wedding clothes on, had the wedding. 
you know, we did four laps. Check engine light came on, car went in limp mode. <laughs> And God then it still had it still cars. had it still had the manual power seats. I mean, the had still had power seats. Okay, had a tall friend hop in. Seat went all the way back. Got stuck all the way back. We had friends who's five foot two, who couldn't touch the clutch pedal, gas pedal. Oh so no, that was rough. Um, so that whole day was constantly fix, trying to fix <laughs> things, resetting the computer. Um, but luckily my wife's Miata. Wait, there's no bucket seat in that car. There is now. Oh, okay. This was well, like right like, after I bought it from the terrible. Op- I literally bought it from the auction and took it to uh, you know. Yeah. Put, put a couple of pieces on there, welded the diff, and call it a day. Um, now we've t- took a lot more time, put a bucket seat in there, sliders, all this, whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that day was just. You could, if you don't I take the car to track, you don't, you're not going to know it, though. So yeah, yeah. You're not going to know the yeah. limits. But luckily we had. Oh, God, dude. The test day I just had, <laughs> I found limits. <laughs> oh, no. This shit was a disaster. There's going to be no vlog for that, by the way. I didn't record a fucking thing because there wasn't shit to record. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Any, Sorry. <laughs> to test, test days or test days. We won't talk yeah. about those. Um, but luckily, my wife's Miata was, you know, it, it handled everything we threw at it. She burned up, I think, three sets in the t- of tires in one day, which if you're in a Miata, three sets oh, wow. in one day. I and mean, it's it's a stop power plant. It's nothing special. So yeah. it's a lot of laps. I think I, I, I know she was... Uh, she, her and her friends were thoroughly in, uh, impressed by how how it, well it did, even yeah. though it's it's still a wrecked. I mean, it's the same thing as the G thirty five. It's a wrecked car when we bought it, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, it does what it needs to. Gotcha. Hell yeah. Well, uh, when when did y'all actually start doing events? Like, what is that? Why y'all started the company? We originally? did. We did originally start the business for events. Um, okay. This is back in two thousand eleven. Um, just prior to that, I went. Why. Here, why did you want to? Why did I want to? Yeah, just uh, the barest of why. I went to an event, Bone Stock GTS 300, welded diff okay. to compete because I haven't competed, you know, in a while. So I was like, gotcha. I want to see what happens. The event host was not happy his his competition had a Bone Stock car in it, and so he was, he was like, you know, we have all these nice cars. Here's this, and I'm like, here it is. <laughs> um, so. I didn't like that feeling of being told, bring something nicer, because yeah. my budget didn't allow me to. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Here I am living 15 minutes from VIR. I will say, there is a place for those events. I do like that those exist. In 2008, to find an event was, there's an event. Okay, yeah, back then, definitely. That's uh, <laughs> I would have been like, all right, come on, we're all just trying to drive. 2008 yeah. to 2011, it was few and far between on the events. And usually, you know... The cars of the events were mainly stock. Yeah. Once it started making the progress to what the cars are now, it was nine day different. Yeah. But it just looked pretty. Exactly. Um, so for me, I didn't like that feeling of being told, "Hey, you need to bring something nicer," because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford it budget wise. And I know if there's one, if I can't afford it, there's somebody else like me who couldn't afford it either. Yeah. So I wanted to give a, a safe place where, you know, let's learn. Let's if we want to have a mini comp, let's have a mini comp. Um, and VIR was right up the road. Their skid pad was only six hundred bucks for the full day, which six hundred bucks you get ten friends that's together. Cheap, that was dude. nothing, and that included EMS. Damn! So it was just like that's a no brainer. Wow! What the fuck? Um, it wasn't very big. It was like three hundred feet by three hundred feet. Um, yeah. But I mean, asphalt wasn't bad. You can ask them to turn on sprinklers for additional cost, and then you have no tire wear. What? Um, <laughs> and we we had events there for. About a year and a half. We did do one Patriot course event. Uh, lost my ass on it. Um, you had, I think it had 30-some drivers willing to come out. Mm. I think we had about 12 or 14 the day of. 
Dang. So we lost our ass just by the time you pay insurance, track cost, all this. It, it yeah. just it made People no don't sense. Realize to how do expensive it, again. it is. So, um, kind of went back, reserved on that, did a couple of more skid pad events. Um, and a lot of our drivers I still see now, like yeah. um, Justin Bowers out there. He's doing pro am this year in his Mustang. A um, few of my other buddies I see come and go. Um, and so it's 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 a it was a nice way to learn and meet new people. Um, and then we finally, one day we, uh, have SCCA events at a airport up there back in the day. And that event was wild. That sounds crazy. So the Danville airport had a runway that was closed down. Okay. So they didn't use it. SCCA events would, SCCA would host events there for time attack. Gotcha. And so I was like, eh, let me drop an email. Trap manager's like, we'll do it once. See how it goes. If it's something that goes well, we'll come back. Buddy. <laughs> and so that was our most successful event on our own. Um, bunch of drivers. We had Chris Ward up there and a few other guys who who made the drive up there. And, you know, I had a turbo Miata back then. I hit 80 on that slow little thing. I know he had to be, you know, some of these guys had to be close to triple digits. And it's like, it's a runway. It's massive. Yeah. Um, how smooth is the surface on a runway? Not very. Not very? It, it's kind of okay. rough. But, I mean, you know. I think I went through four or five laps on some burners and, oh, and okay. roasted them pretty, pretty quick. But bad, I mean, yeah. you got to think I'm a turbo Miata though. That's, yeah. Versus some of these LS cars that they were out there, they get two. Well, but, I mean, yeah. But, but I mean, even then, they was that anywhere. Yeah, so. they were, but for it was one of the fastest uh, entries. We, you know, a lot of the guys were talking about. They're like, I've never been that fast on an yeah. entry. And then you had you had the width. If you wanted to try to throw it back, you had the width and the, the layout to do it. We had a few cars go off into the dirt and then we had some other issues that ended up ultimately costing us not to go back yeah um so you just basically ran it like an open skid pad and just mapped your own layout out exactly okay. it was just you'd come in you had a long side road entrance mm. to a big sweeper and then it's just like what was it? it's probably like two 200 feet 300 feet wide as mm. the main runway so you can come in and then we just had a little figure eight at the on that in that side and then you come back to the turn um, but as the day, day progressed, we had a short entry. By yeah. the end of the day, there was no line. So you could just drive up, hit the very far peak of the closed road sign, and then turn back and just haul ass. <laughs> and, and when I say haul ass, that you see some of those cars, they first, second, third, fourth, and you're like, you're hearing the motor stream at fourth. They should be shifting. And you're like, oh, God, they're going fast. <laughs> and, you know, but uh, that was our, no stopping them now. Yeah. So, uh, and we did tire changing back then, too. And, like, uh, I was the main one on the tire changer, and I hated myself that day. Like, oh yeah, you had a lot of cars running, you know, rubber band tires, and mm. they're wide, and they want it stretched. And you're like, shit. Why did you decide to incorporate the tire machine to like to add on to all of the event stuff going on? Um, so the event never made me money. We'll be honest. Okay. The events always cost me money. That yeah. that was the one event I actually made a profit, which was surprising. Um, nice. the tire changer was always supplemental. Um, as a driver. I'm not wanting to spend money where I don't need to. So if mm -hmm. I'm drifting enough to pay for a cheap $500 tire machine, like local for me was a $10 per tire change place. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I know we're weak and I'm going to sit tires. Yeah. And if I'm doing 12, you know, plus events a year, I could easily play off a tire machine by now. So that was my thought process on it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to pay sense. for somebody yeah. if I can save money. Um, and then now it's just like, it's become a real business. It's, uh, Hey, can you come to this event? Can you come to this private event? Mm -hmm. And, it keeps me busy. At the same time, I have a uh, track staff who can kind of run the machine too, mm -hmm. run run whatever needs to be done. Uh, 
it's just been an add-on, but now it's kind of like the forefront. We sell tires now. We order straight from wholesale. Bring them to the so events. does the, the tire machine makes probably the business the most money? The tire sales and the tire machine make the most money. They kind of go hand in hand because then, ah. you know, if somebody's buying four tires from you, that's four tire changes you just sold right there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. So, but I don't make bank on it. Like a lot of people see the price tag, like we charged $15 this year. It was $10 yeah. last year. But I mean, for the venue, most venues, either if a, a company's hosting it, they want a vendor fee, they want a percentage of the tire change. And then I got to pay my tire guy. Last year, he was wow. only making, he was making a little bit. So for him to come out, he had to take off his full-time job. And some weekends, it just didn't make sense, money, you know, yeah, money-wise. Yeah. So this year, I'm like, hey, I'm going to give you this much. I'm only making this much. But it should be enough, hopefully, to buy a new tire machine by the end of the year. I was like, so he, here's how much you're making. And he's ecstatic. He's happy. He's like, man, if, even if you have a slow day, I'll make out. I was like, that's what I want. Sick. Because, yeah. um, you know, I want to have somebody who knows the machine, not going to break it, not going to gash somebody's wheel. Because, I mean, you get yeah. some three-piece wheels in there, and you get a gouge. <sighs> You're never gonna hit the end of it. Oh uh, yeah. Or you have to buy them, and you're just like, <laughs> I don't want that. Chance. No, no, don't want that on me at all. <laughs> um, so it's it's progressed now. Where like, if you wanted to start a business, tire changing will probably be the best in- entryway into a business. Because I mean, you can buy a used huh. machine for five, six hundred bucks if you you know yeah. you, you shop on Facebook and stuff. I mean, it's interesting. Can, but for me, it it helps offset my cost of drifting. Like, yeah. um, I got. The cars at the track. I'm already coming to the track, so my my gas is going to go to regardless. Yeah. So it's not like I'm I'm going to go there and not drive. Um, with that being said, though, at the end of the year, I'm still going to be in the negative drifting. It's not going to be like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I made two grand this year drifting and and doing business. But hey, at least these these two events, we made enough, you know, tire changes. It it covered my own tires, where mm-hmm. it covered these costs. So. It helps offset. I mean, it's never going to be a problem. Yeah, it's all, all of this is. It's just to offset some of the it, costs. Exactly. Always. So it, it's nice because it's, it's, it's a way to help build the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, drift events for fun. It helped build a little bit, but the tire changing side and selling tires has been far better for us. Yeah. A lot less stressed because, I mean, if you host a drift event, you're stressed. Yeah. From from the minute you arrive to the minute you leave, you're stressed. It, it, you're worried about the drivers, you're worried about track staff, you're worried about every little thing that could and possibly would happen. <laughs> Go wrong, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I, how many tires do you probably have to change at a on just one day out of an event, just a normal grassroots event? Um, I think last year we averaged around 90 to 100. 90 tons. to 100. And uh, you said how much a tire? 10? 10. Dude. Yeah, I mean, that's for one day. Like, if you're just out there doing it yourself, just bringing a trailer with a tire machine, like, that's all you're there for, I you can make some you can make some money. side money, I would but, say. I wouldn't. But it also it depends on you. It depends where you're at if there's on-site power. Because if there's no on-site power, you're going to run a generator. Okay, yeah. And then, true. like, um, I drifted at one. Uh, scene. Have a big enough air compressor, too. Air, air compressor's key. Uh, it also depends on what, how, what the weather's like outside. You go to an mm-hmm. event and you got 40 drivers, you get static. Like, oh, I got 40 drivers. And then two days before the event, you know, now it's raining the entire event. Oh, there goes your tire changing. Uh, and, and, and that Damn, is. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I didn't think about that part. <laughs> but for, since I drift, it's kind of like, oh, well, that saves me money on the other end, too. So it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a give and take. But if you're making it just a business, you're at the mercy of whatever happens at the track and the weather. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But it, it's a definitely it's a demanding job. Like 
Yeah. Our guy who changes tires, he was sweating up a storm, and that wasn't even the hottest event of the year. We went to one CMD event. It was like 95 degrees outside. I could only imagine what the track temps were like. And and their guy was changing the tires. And I was like, man, I'm hot in the car. I can only imagine what he's feeling like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm putting in a, all the work. Um. Okay, well, the the parts that you said you guys sell parts. What what specifically do y'all sell? We mainly so we 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 uh, keeping the tire side and the and the changer out out of it. We do a lot of small fab work. We uh, we bought so during COVID and all that other stuff when you know they were paying for some of us to stay at home with yeah. extra checks were coming in. I was investing it all. It was like all right, JD Square Bender yeah. sold. New welder sold. Yep. Um, so now we know we do bash bars. I've I've bend enough of them. My bumper flies off at least twice an event, and I'm known for it. It's bad. Um, luckily, it's KBD kit on there, so it can take the abuse. Yeah. So Irvin's been, KBD. Been, been you know very helpful on not shattering a bumper constantly. Um, yeah. Because my OEM one uh, had more zip ties than the rest of my car. <laughs> um, but we do a lot of fab uh side fab work we weld a lot of diffs that's one thing we do a lot of but as far as part sales we you know we have a lot of people asking us hey i need a bash bar and you need it by tomorrow or mm. i want i have this idea in mind i want to build this um we we, we want to move the move move toward selling other parts yeah. but i mean by the time you add in a location price and everything else it's it's it, it's a very long-term goal yeah i mean plus i get to work a full-time job so it's kind of like give up the full-time job and pursue all this mm-hmm. and hope. But um, with the family having the house, it's, you know, I, yeah. I, I got to be an adult first. My oh, hobby yeah. comes second. And I, I still consider the business a hobby, even though it is real business, because I can't devote, you know, 40 plus hours constantly to that. Yeah, of course not. So yeah. um, not with a full family. And stuff. Exactly. So, but in, in the grand scheme of things though, we do want to do more yeah. eventually. Okay. So y'all y'all don't house like any parts like at all right now. It's just kind of by order basis. Exactly. We we That's try right. to this year we're gonna do some standing orders for small parts. I know I go through and then we like to be helpful at the track. I always bring spare axles for Z's. I don't know why people break them. Like I've never broken a pair Dude, of axles. I never have either. I don't understand that. Uh, but I'm also not slammed. Like I when once you I slam mean, it. Yeah, but I'm like we we ran two eighty fives this year at one of the comps, some Kendas. Yeah and, and Stock axles, 400 horsepower. Yeah, 255s, 265s, never had an issue. I don't I don't know. If if let me know in the comments if you know why people snap axles and Z's and I don't. I don't I don't fucking know. It's so crazy to me. Um but okay, so what parts are you gonna try to keep on hand? Like the small you said stuff that you go through a lot? Stuff I go through a lot. So um I know with GK Tech, um a lot of guys run their ankle kits. Uh-huh. So carrying the inners and some of the heim joints oh, okay. would be nice because um, when I break one, I'm like, all right, well, I'm down to two spares left. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of those at the track. There's a lot of FDF kits. FDF, yeah. So it's, Beat me to it. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, those those are the two kits that's used a lot. There is some Wisefab stuff, but it's less yeah. used on the Z, it seems. Um, S13s, it seems to be a lot more common. Yeah. Um, so it's it's mainly I would like to keep people on track because I don't want to be the guy broke down on the weekend either. I mean, how many times I've seen a guy come up to the track, first lap he breaks something. And he paid for a two day. Oh, and you're sitting yeah. there crying for him because you're like, yeah. man, I hate to be him, but you know my car's still running. But yeah, um, of course, I just some I, more universal parts almost exactly. that you're trying to keep on hand because um, we want to be helpful as we can. Which uh, FTF's good with that because uh, their tie rods and stuff are, I think, almost 
majority of the kids are the same tie rods. Exactly. So that that helps a lot for the most part. And and that's what we were like. Like we don't have to have name brand on certain things, but uh, yeah. if we just want to make sure we have stuff, you know, you need more Z's and G's on the track than anything else right now. That's yeah. that's just a given. Uh, you know, we're getting to the point where each each chassis are, you know, out there a lot too. It's just I'm not as familiar, so mm-hmm. keeping those parts on hand is not as you know a need for me. So. Yeah, not as important to. You. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that. Really, just trying to keep people on track. You know, necessity will sell faster than a want. Yeah. So uh, that's where we're at. Do you have like an end goal with what I guess you're trying to all incorporate with the business? Because it seems like a lot of different angles into one company so like is there are you trying to be this get it to a point of a big company where you're doing all these different aspects at a high efficient level or are you just trying to find what works best for you it, it's what worked best for me okay. um there's a lot of you know with everything trial and error uh, yeah. you don't know to your try if you don't take the shot you'll never know you miss 100 mm-hmm. percent of the shots you don't take um the only reason I ask is because I know there's a lot of people in the audience that want to look from find a career in drifting and they all think it's FD and I'm like, fucking no, stop it. They're, uh, you know, FD's a dream of mine one day. Uh, I'm going to go program, it, it, but I don't see it's that. It's back, back of the mind dream. Just yeah, stays it, back it, there. It, if one day it pops up you know, to where I have the money, all right, whatever, we'll run it. But I mean, you look at all the proteins, not all of them were, you know, making out like, you know, hey, this is my full time job. From so, FD, exactly. it's coming from elsewhere. So for for us, it's seeing what sticks. We want to, you know, we we're willing to take small gambles to see if they pan out. Yeah. But I'm also like small gambles is usually, well, you know, if I spend a couple hundred bucks on a bunch of inner tie rods, I know I'll use them eventually. But, <laughs> yeah, um, either I'm going to use them or someone's going to buy them. So yeah. uh, we're willing to take small gambles, big gambles. That's, it's like hosting events. That's a big gamble. I'm not willing to do that anymore. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm willing to help host, like with MB Drift doing the shootout coming up. We love working with other companies. Like it, that's for us, it, it's a lot more less risk. Yeah, and a for manageable. us, exactly. So we don't have to worry about renting the track. They've already got all that straight away. We're just helping them host the event because they're already having a two day event. So that's tiresome yeah. already. So if we can take some burden off of them, but also give us back to the drivers. I mean, my thought on the shootout was it's no rules. Dude, I would almost say you build it into kind of an agency deal where that's what you don't host events, but you help other event hosts run their events by bringing the tire machine, selling tires, selling spare parts and stuff at the event and sell it like as a package deal to event hosts. I think that would be pretty smart. We were talking about that um, because I get a lot of invites to private events yeah, and um, yeah. private events, you tend not to have a tire changer person. You don't tend to have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can rope in the drive for a, rope know, in a fucking food truck with you, yeah, dog, but man, that, man. Oh my tacos. God, oh man. I'll bro. be done. Oh, uh, taco. Truck that would be so perfect. What the fuck? Bring all of that tire machine. I got you tires. If you run out, I got you a fucking parts, tie rods and the shit that you need. If you break it, and then on top of that, I got your motherfucking tacos, dog. That's, that's the million dollar deal right there. Uh, yeah, that long term, we want to be able to have multiple small trailers. And like, yeah. if somebody's like, hey, I got a small event this weekend. I need, uh, you know, we'll have a set price. I want to rent a tire changer. Like and a carnival and a, setup. You just go up, unload everything. Pre- like, pretty much. Let's rock and roll. So that that's, <laughs> that would be an end goal for me is, is to have more than just 
one trailer. Um, we we yeah. have a technically I have a secondary trailer I could use it for, but then I'd have to buy another tire machine. Gotcha. Um, and then that's just more investment. So one on each side of the pits, you know. That'd be. If Rockingham, you really need that. <laughs> there's two tracks there, and it's literally like a you know. By the time you load up your car, drive around, wait for the tires to come, you, you wasted yeah. thirty minutes. Oh um, yeah, but being right there, it's time saver. If you could host your own event, like I know you said the stress and stuff now, like rather not, but your ideal event, if you had all the money in the world from all the sponsors that you could think of, and you could have the event anywhere. Where would where would it be, and what how like what would you have at the event? Because it's so easy to say like I would do it at this track because of the like that's easy, but like what would make the event? Because you go to Grid Life or something like that, like you're going for the concert, you're going for all the different types of motorsports, you're going for all the people that are there, like you're going for different reasons. So what if you could plan out? What your ideal event would look like, what would it be? That was a long-winded question. That is a long-winded question. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, with, with going on that, I mean, like, Hyperfest is always fun. Uh, Great Lives are fantastic. Something yeah. on that line would be awesome. But it'd kind of be like what we they used to do. You, you know, back when they did Formula Drift or Atlanta, they would have mm-hmm. the event afterwards. And some of the pros would still drive. You can rent, they, you could yeah. go drive out there yeah. with the pros. I mean... Road to Lane is out, you know. For me, it looks fantastic. I've never been on it. I've always wanted to go out there and drift it. And for oh, me, if I had the budget, too, bro. I'd be like, well, if I can rent any track, that'd be one of the tracks. Yeah, um, that's fair. And and it'd be one of those, you know, after party events where you have all the pros still out there wanting to hang out. You have all these grassroots guys who want to, you know, kick it back and try it. Yeah, uh, an event like that for me would be, you know, top of the bucket list. Oh yeah. So okay, I was just curious about that. Cause I, I like seeing um, like the weird places like um, MDU when they did the like where you had to go out on the road <laughs> to get back on track and stuff yeah. like like that. That's just cool to me. I like unique places. So and then with Driftmasters when they did the whole fucking stadium, that's insane to me. That is so Drift, seeing unique stuff like that. Drift that's, Appalachian. That's what I like. Yeah, events, dude. Like, I, I remember vaguely back this is many years ago, there was an, a time attack on Tell of the Dragon. Yeah. And they invited a couple of drifters to come out and, and have some fun. And I remember being no shit. back then, I didn't have a car capable of it. And I was like, <laughs> dang, I wish. I wish. So, I mean, if, honestly, That's if, I, one if I had the money, never miss again. Yeah, if I had the money, I mean, like, let's just run out all the Tell of the Dragon and just full send it. Oh my but, god! I mean, you talk. I about, wonder how much that would, if it was even possible, how much it would cost to that, shut down the Tell of the Dragon for a day. For a day, could you imagine how long? How many people would sign up for that? <laughs> I wouldn't want to see all the emails. But all right, let's just get somebody to look at all these and approve the drivers. Adam LZ. Get it done. <laughs> You're probably the only one. Okay, so with being since you've been driving since 2008, uh, I like to ask people this that have been in drifting for a while. What is something that you've noticed over the years that has changed that you're not not necessarily that you're not fond of, but like something that you wish wouldn't have changed? The biggest thing I wouldn't have liked to see change is the car level in grassroots drifting back in 2008, 2009. You were seeing cars podium that was just a bone stock S13 with like a welded diff or something. Podium. Yeah, yeah. 
now you yeah you were saying like seeing grassroots cars now is like a twenty thousand dollar car easy you, so, you, so you have, break you, that down what do you what do you mean by that you have because uh, that may sound like absurd well, i've seen grass i've new. seen cars at grassroots events with quick changer and ellis swap i mean you you want to form the drift 2008 <laughs> most of those cars aren't making diddly squat for power compared to now yeah so you have program you know you have not even program level cars you have grassroots cars yeah competing that could have been beating these fd cars of 2008 2009 and just wiping the floor of them. Mm-hmm. so for me it's like i've gotten to the point with the competition car i don't like competing in grassroots and a style event because i feel like if i was a new driver and i seen that i'd be intimidated yeah i can see and, that you know, yeah. it's not it's not a walk in a park for anybody to win an event but i don't want to be that guy of like you know i'm bringing you know, a gun to a knife fight you know don't don't bring a knife to a gunfight don't be the opposite either uh, from my side um so like for the g35 that's gonna be my grassroots car this year like yeah you know i want to have fun because you know cost versus reward it's a grassroots event you know you you send a 25 thirty thousand dollar car you ain't making that back at the end of the year no um, that that's been the biggest jump is just the the quality of car you know Mm. i'm i'm used to seeing back then you know cheap car full sins uh now it's just like oh wow this guy pulled up in a 48 foot enclosed hauling out a full team of guys <laughs> yeah. you know if, if you do if i see one run and then you have a computer on top of your car and you're changing your tune have two guys changing your tire pressures for you and another one just wiping down the windows again i'm yeah. just sitting there like go up a level yeah. maybe grassroots i get getting seat time getting competition but i mean there there is no middle ground between grassroots and pro-am yeah and so with with like the level of grassroots cars that it is now what do you what do you think the difference is cost to entry to drifting just in general is back then versus now because like back then you could buy a simple car for probably at most to get you to the track day i would guess three grand you could figure you're, something you're out. overspending at three grand back then <laughs> I've I've been oh eight oh nine. I've bought four S thirteens running and driving for under a grand. Yeah, drove them home, dude, just fine. I mean, definitely wasn't a yeah. prom queen by any means, but I still beat myself up every day for never buying an S chassis back then. I, after driving them, I wouldn't go back. Wouldn't even after sixteen, but you know, fuck it. Should have been buying S chassis and houses and all good, this stuff. In a good retirement. Yeah, I, I'd have been rich as fuck by now, I guess. But back then, yeah, Anyways. you could have you could have <laughs> bought a cheap car, gone out there, and had fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could still do that now, but uh, there's no you couldn't like be competitive. keep up with the level of the other cars because like now, if you want, like you just said, it's very common to see a twenty thousand dollar grassroots car, which is that's almost insane to even say. But like with the level of how parts have increased, like there's so many different varieties of stuff you can buy stuff like that i mean look at just fucking look at injuku how much shit is on that website it's insane but so now we have more access to it all the parts that we need so now that makes the barrier to entry higher and it just scares i feel like it scares so many people off and that's what i hate about it drift hats is a real thing (laughs) it it, it really is Uh, it seems like every time somebody makes a breakthrough on a car that price jumps overnight oh yeah corvettes are coming down yeah oh they're good for this back up again <laughs> uh adam lz does that a lot <laughs> so you're a lot of the reason that's just influencers in general but 
Just like the the whole three fifty Z thing. I swear when they all when all the influencers bought three fifty Zs, three fifty Zs jumped up an extra grand overnight. You'd be surprised how much I spent on my Z. Oh god. Twenty eight twenty eight hundred dollars I drove it home. You still got to drive it home at least. Yeah. That's not too he, bad. He was asking for a thousand. That's not for too bad. Oh, and I got wow. it for twenty eight hundred and drove it home. But the, the suckiest thing about having a Z that's a factory paint color, you go to an event. There's two other cars. Which there. one's mine? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that was the biggest issue finding pictures. That's why. That's one big reason why I say make your car look cool at event when like when you're getting into drifting because you want pictures and it's a pain in the fucking ass because I all my buddies had Z's too and they had the same color Z and I'm like I always had to say to all the photographers like look for the the white steers the white steer wheels though that's my car. He was like, oh, I couldn't tell. I thought I was taking a picture of the same car all day. I was like, fuck. Now I only got three pictures from you. Uh, yeah. Make your car look cool for that reason. Yeah. Sorry. little rant. <laughs> it's all but, good. Yeah, it's you can carry good. on. Um, But, you know, nowadays, if, if you buy a Z, love the diff, you could probably be somewhat competitive. I mean, you'll still need angle. Um, <laughs> back then, though, I mean, you... Hundred shot of nitrous away from being damn good competitive. Exactly. So I mean, most of the guys back back in the day didn't even have cut knuckles. We were rocking stock angle, yeah, stock power plants, and Which pod- on a Z you can't and, even do that in the podium. Yeah, and the Z you can't do everything's bolt on now. Yeah, nowadays. Um, but and you know, overall cost to entry as long as you're in a decent line of work where you can get stuff cheap, it's mm. uh, it's obtainable to to drift for for pretty much nothing. I mean. What started me driving a lot when I was hosting events because I didn't have I was no longer working as a mechanic, so I didn't get free tires. Yeah. Well, the the nearest dealership in town would, would you know take all their tires off the cars and take them straight to the recycling center. Yeah. You know, I just casually went out to, by the service manager. Hey, what do you do with those tires? Oh, we just recycle them. We don't do anything with them. I was like, Let do you have Do you have anybody <laughs> who hates any? He's like, if you take any, you have to take them all. And I'm like, can I look at they first? Sure enough, m- most of your rental car companies, when they trade in a car and sell it to the dealership, yeah, the dealership don't pay, pull most of the tires off because they're cheap. They have to have the, the you know, if they're certified, they have to put those yeah. tires back on. So I was getting, you know, Michelin pilots for, you know, here. Here's <laughs> a, and you could still see uh, some of them would still have the new tread, you know, little knobs on there. And yeah. Like, well, so, I'm, okay. Like whenever you went and did that, how many tires, usable tires did you get out of however many there were? Standard trailers, probably 40 to 50 tires. I would probably get... 12 that i can drift on okay. and then i was set up with two used tyler shops near me that i would say i'm gonna bring your trailer you know i roll up you say yes or no just give me 100 bucks for the whole trailer of all the rest of the tires dude so that way i was okay i was covering my because okay, that's time, what i was about to yeah. ask next because like even if you had to go dispose of them you're still paying you're paying like two dollars a tire $2 probably a tire. to go dispose of them so 40 tires at two dollars a tire, you're still paying a hundred times less for getting the twelve useful tires that are still decent. And even if you don't sell them, just take them to the tire shop. Say, "Hey, I got these from a dealership. I took what I needed. Do you want the rest?" That way, you have nothing you're paying out of pocket other yeah. than your fuel to travel. That back. question costs zero dollars. <laughs> Go welcome. do that. That's awesome. I, I don't know why I've never thought of that. Smart cookie. Okay. Some, some Hell, cool, some you cool. got any other cheat codes? Damn it! What the <laughs> that, fuck? That's that's the best cheat code in the house. Is if you know that going to the dealership for free tires. Let me know in the comments if any of you guys have done that because that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive, honestly. Okay, the the comp stuff. Um, why do you 
why do you think it's important for people to understand the cost of that going into that? Because I see a lot of newer people thinking that's the route to go. And since that's what they think, we'll just tackle the conversation. Why do you think that people need to understand that cost, in your opinion? Because it's a lot. It is. A, it's a, a big lot. cost. Like, you can't just go in there and instantly think, I'm going to go win just because I bought a car. Yeah. It's, you're going to have to invest heavily in the, into learning your car. Then you got to buy the parts that are competitive. Then you got to go and relearn those new parts that you buy. Just, I've, I've, I've been a victim of it myself. After every event, you buy a new part because you think you need it. And then you go to the next event and you test it and you're like, well, crap, I just didn't qualify because I spun twice. Yeah. Yeah. What, why, what changed? Oh, I just changed the setting and I didn't practice on it. So it's, it's not, when you sign up for a competition, it's basically you should be ready to throw, throw money into the wind and hope it sticks to something. Yeah. Because um, e even your best upgrades, like for me, I did better two years ago on just a simple nitrous setup uh -huh. than I have done with this entire supercharger setup. I hear that a lot too. Yeah. More power, more problems. Yeah. Um, also, as soon as I went solid mounts, it seems like every bolt wants to come loose. Yep. I've heard that doesn't, a lot. Doesn't too. matter how much lot tight or. <laughs> I've got up. solid mount subframe bushings and diff bushings and shit in there, but I'm like, I don't like, I don't want to put them in yet because <laughs> I just don't want to deal with the issues that come with them. And especially having a swapped car and stuff like that, too. Like, you're already dealing with that amount of issues and bolts coming loose. And, anyways. Yeah, it, I agree. There's a big headache involved with the with competition and just keeping up with the car because, you know, if you have a busy life and you don't take care of the the comp car, it's not going to work out. Like every Bites time, every ass. time I've not touched my car before an event, I'm like, you know, I might go do a dozen practice runs. Car feels amazing. I don't mm -hmm. nut bolt check. I go for my qualifying lap. Car angle falls kit, apart. Angle <laughs> kit just magically comes loose, and I'm like, what did this extra twelve degrees of left hand steering come from? And now I'm doing a donut. <laughs> Um, yep. and it's just, God. if you're, once you've had enough grassroots practice, if you want to jump, jump, well, let's say if you want to jump into grassroots, once you have enough practice in the car, mm -hmm. just do it. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. Just be prepared of, it's a pay to play. Yeah. In the, in the grand scheme of things. It's not like you're all, we're all here on the same car. I mean, even stock car racing, you don't have the cars are all the same. Yeah. Um, so it's, you're going to go against cars that are you know, way up high and you're going to go in skill levels of everything in between. So you just got to be prepared for yourself of like, all right, here I am. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. I might go home with my head between my, my tail between my legs, but you know, in the, if you had fun, that's all that matters. Oh, if yeah. you're willing to spend a grand for fun, then do it. Yeah. If you're going to spend a grand and then complain about it later, maybe you shouldn't jump in a competition. Yet. <laughs> maybe don't even jump into drifting. <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, all right, how much was your first season? Do you think you spent entirely? So the I had first to, comp season. My sorry. first comp season, I had to drive from central North Carolina down to Myrtle Beach. So my biggest cost was fuel. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, gas in 2008, that was nothing compared to now. So I probably yeah. had not even $1,000 in the entire series. Entire series? The entire series, I probably spent $1,000. But I still, as a mechanic, so in That's turn, my crazy. tires were free. I could always work on my car at the shop. Yeah. And it was a, Bone stock S13 that I daily drove anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, simpler times, simpler times. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, you said your wife is into drifting now. She is. How did that come about? What sparked her interest in it? Um, so, when we started dating, um, I was 
of course, drifting. So she hopped in the car and she was always ecstatic. She could go around. Yeah. And we, we, she rode all the time. She was always helping me at the events. She can, she can change a tire. So, you know, she went in the tire machine if you want to now. Um, I kind of just stand back. Right? She just yeah. pushes me out of the way. She says, I'm in charge now. I'm like, all right. Move, bitch. I got work to do. <laughs> exactly. She, she takes care of her own. But um, so I bought uh, a Miata for cheap. Mm. It was, of course, red. Like I buy most of my cars except for a few. Yeah. Um, it was $900 Miata. Already had a hard dog roll bar on there. Some Sick. aftermarket parts. Um, so I was like, okay, well, simple seat time car for me because a Miata doesn't burn through tires. Yeah. That's my biggest toss for the season. So I was like, all right, for myself. And she, as soon as I got it home, her eyes got about this big. And she's like, so that's for you, me, right? That, that's exactly what she asked. I'm like, I don't know. And then it was every day. Hey, can we do this? Can we do this? And um, I was like, I was, to the point, I was like, just antagonizing here, you. Here it <laughs> is. Take the fucking keys already. So um, she wanted, she's, you know, my my Z is built for me. Cage, yeah. the seats, it doesn't move. Everything's hard. Like I mean, if you see my steering wheel, you'll laugh. It's a little Momo like, like this big. But you know, when you're drifting, you don't want T Rex arms. So I had I had to move. You know, get a small yeah. steering. Oh, wheel. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I have a flat steering wheel, which I have a one coming from Grip Royal that's like more outfitted for what I need. But yeah, that and the the really thin NRG hub. You ever seen that yeah, one? Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, the, like kind of locking collar thing. I have that too because I'm the Z's, dude. I don't know what it is about the steering column, but it sticks so far out. So far out. And I'm short as shit, so that does not help. <laughs> but yeah, um, sorry. Oh, you're Again. good. You're good. Uh, so with with her, I was like, well, if you're going to be in a car, you need to be comfortable. Yeah. And so we welded the diff. We sent her out. It was so bad. Her first event was a nightmare. Like. We, the suspension was blown. We didn't realize that whoever, well, she had some aftermarket suspension somebody put on there, but it was not adjusted. So mm. one wheel was like this much higher than the other. We, we didn't <laughs> do a nut and bolt check or anything. We just welded the diff and she was like, I want to drive. I was like, well, let's, let's just go. <laughs> and so she plowed through the first right. turn. Uh, luckily, we built a bash bar, but she ripped the mounts out of the chassis, hitting the bash bar. Oh, and wow. It's because she plowed. And she was like, why am I plowing? We have decent tires up front. And I was like, I don't know yet. Let's, let's you know. Let's do yeah. some laps together. And it, in the first four events, she fought the car night and day. Like yeah. every time we do something, we find something else. So like we placed the wheel bearing here. We, yep. we ch changed the suspension. Um, I finally cut and welded the knuckles to give it a little bit more angle. But then we found out the motor jumped timing by a two and a half. And then that motor failed two events later. And I put a new motor in it. So it's, it's, it's been a fight. But like right now, it's feeling a lot better. That's but she, it's still not where she needs it to be. Because I mean, let's face it, I got three drift cars. I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, when I start diving in on hers, I still have two other ones I have to worry about. So it's especially kind of, if you only got one space to work on all of them. It's like, nightmare. dude, there's so many times I wanted to pull that FC in the shop, but I'm like, no, I know the Z is <laughs> gonna break as soon as I tear that fucking thing apart. And yeah, so I don't. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I hate that feeling. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, so. Uh, the last event, she got invited to a ladies' day at Piedmont. Uh, she did pretty well. She was still fighting the car, but we're still learning what we need to do next. Like coilovers is yeah. the new. She really needs new coilovers. Uh, we did. She did on Black Friday get some sweet energy seats. Nice. Um, so she's she's planted uh, Christmas the Prisma up, ones. Uh, she got the Prisma ones. Yeah. yeah super sick. Uh, and then her Christmas present, I got her a new five point harness from NRG with the, the pads sick. Okay. Um, to go with her seat. Uh, she, so she's planted. She has her core work special edition steering wheel. 
Nice. Quick, quick hub adapter from NRG. So she's planted. She feels comfortable. Yeah. Um, she did get the, the, the Cora Works Hydra to go with it. So, I mean, it's styling. The car looks great. It's just, um, it's not where it needs to be at yet. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we set it up for her. So when I'm hopping in it, I, I can drive it. But she sees me wheeling a lot. Like, I am I start feeling the front end kind of start washing out. So I'll, I'll dial some angle back and keep it going. Yeah. And she's just not to that point yet. But she also needs a car that that's true. Does what it's supposed to. It has an excessive amount of tow out right now, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if I throw a thousand dollars at her car, that's a thousand dollars I could throw on it. Mm-hmm. The other cars, and yep. so um, I hate to say hers is on the bat burner on my, my priority list, but I'm like, only I, so much you can do. Only so much I can do because I mean, the comp car is you know I have sponsors, I have people I have to you know yeah. be there for. So if I'm not competing in that car and that car's down for an excessive amount of time. That sponsor is not getting there into the bargain. And for yeah. me, I got to make sure I deliver. Um, but, nope. I mean, we we have a parts list of what we want for her car. It's just, you know, saving up, put money yeah. into it. Because it seems like as soon as we got money. to the point, we were like, oh, good. We can just go ahead and get some coilovers. The engine blew. She, she was driving uh, that, that round four last year. I was busy changing tires. And she came in. She says, it feels down on power. <sighs> and she's been doing laps all Son day. Of a bitch. <laughs> and she's like, well, I was like, well, how much oil is left in it? Rear, rear main ended up going out while she was drifting and she didn't notice it because she, oh, no. she was on track constantly and so she's like i wasn't mad we have a spare engine but i was just like that's the problem with drifting all day if you're having fun and not thinking about it yeah gotta check those fluids yeah so i wasn't mad at matter at it for you i was just like that, that's the best not not joke there is i mean yeah dead motor um, that's one thing i'll forget sometimes i'll get so busy checking everything else i'll forget to check the oil it's knowing damn well i just checked it before i left the house but you know, still. If you're hot lapping, you can definitely not, you know. Yeah. I've seen at Piedmont, somebody, you know, didn't realize their drain plug wasn't in all the way. And they start hot lapping. And they're like, my oil pressure light came on. They're like, well, there's a stream from the parking lot to the entry lot. Dun, right? dun, dun. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it happens. So, oh, my but, God. But as long as you make a list of what you want done to the car and you follow that list, yeah. it'll get right eventually. It's just with the plus side about her, for her. I'm there to help her, you know, hey, yeah. this don't quite feel right. It's not your fault the car's not handling like it should. It's not you're a bad driver. It's of course. the car is fighting you. And if you're fighting the car, drifting is just, I hate to say it, it's not fun if the car is not listening. Yeah. So yeah. if you're fighting the car all weekend, true. you come back home, you feel defeated because you couldn't It'll drift. you out quick. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's, that's also a reason why I said in the beginning, pick a car that you're still going to like so that it doesn't burn you out. That's part of that reason. But yeah. Yeah, it's a good reason though. I yeah. mean, what are some things that has you've noticed, like, have helped it click for her a little bit better in learning just the basics of drifting? I know the car's not fully set up right for her, but like, what are some of those things that have clicked for her? For her, um, I'm talking with her on the way here actually about it. We, your mindset of driving is never drifting when you first start driving. Like, mm-hmm. if when you're driving in the real world, you're not thinking about it. If you're thinking about an apex of a turn, you think about hitting that apex nice and close, you're drifting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a different mindset. For her, I told her, that like, you have a snappy car, and it's a Miata. So your wheelbase is really short. So it was that little bit of input goes, you know, really fast. Long way. It's not like the G35 where you can throw a little bit of input, and it just does a little. Yeah. Miata, you throw a little, it does a lot. So with her, I was like, you need to learn to run, run the wide lines so you can mm-hmm. feel what the car wants to do. And you just got to be planted. And I was like, you know, if you're moving around in your seat, if you're yeah, not. You got to stay in it, you, too, you on have the to, You, I told her, I was like, you can't lift. 
Yeah. As soon as you lift that, that rear end's gonna, you know, pull. it's gonna want to go back straight yeah. really so, fast. Yeah, I was like, and plus you don't you don't have the wheel speed. You got to keep the RPMs up. Yeah. So I was like, you. She ran out of wheel speed at the last event because she's coming down the hill. I mean, she's not lifting anymore. So she's like, I'm coming down the hill, but it wants to come out of drift. I'm like, you need to shift now. I mean, it's not just second gear anymore. You need to go third. Um, <laughs> yeah. But for her to really click, it, it's the the feeling of what the car wants to do and how to make that transitional. Oh, it's doing this. I need to do this. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, if you don't feel what the car when the car wants is to the point of no return, mm-hmm. you'll you'll keep spinning out. I know I did the longest time when the Z. Yeah. I had the, mine was a touring edition, so I was in those leather seats sliding around the whole time, and I'm like, why do I keep spinning? I'm like, let me change the change the seat. As soon as I change the seat, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my point. I need to stop throwing angle at it. I can just dial it back. Yeah, you can feel so. exactly where it's at. <clears throat> That's why, dude. I'm excited to get finally get harnesses, actual harnesses in my car. Cause I still like, I'm so small. Even the medium on the Prisma seats is still. I got a little bit of wiggle room, so I still slide around slightly. It's not much, but like it's still enough to not get the full feeling of the car, and it irritates the piss out of me too. But yeah, that's that's something I'm extremely excited for. It's not just the seats, because I've already had that, but the harness to really hold you in. Um, but. I guess what what's kind of her goal moving forward in that car once it is fully set up? Like, what is what's the next thing she's trying to learn or figure out? I think long long term in that car is she would love to have an angle kit, um, and she's she's practicing tandem now. She'll follow, um, yeah. and I'll have her lead. But I, it's always a gap between me and her, me following her because there's always that chance to spin and a G thirty five hitting me out of that. That's that's not a contest. That's that's a demolition derby. Um, so when oh, she she bitch. follows though she gets the line that's the that's the nice thing about being a new driver if you do a follow yeah with an experienced driver you will learn what line you should be taking yeah um and she's already talked about long term she already wants another chassis she wants more power mm-hmm. and she's like well can we do something cool she's she's all about Hondas she's like let's do a case swap I was like <laughs> I was like that sounds fun but this is a total chassis that sounds like a a waste of time let's get you something else. Nah. Um, Total chassis fine, but she wants. I mean, she's in love with a convertible, so she's like, "Well, BMW Z4, 350Z convertible." I'm like, <laughs> "I mean, both. I hate convertibles too. I hate them. I mean, I don't have any hair to let my hair out and drive down the road. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> it has its place. And plus, if you ever had a weld in a cage on a convertible, so much easier than having oh, well, it on yeah. The so yeah. she wants a cage in her and next you'll car. You'll have to have a cage in the convertible. Yeah. Anyways. So she has a ro- she has roll bars now, and she's like, "I'd love to have a car for cage, so that way I can go." She, yeah. she wants she wants to do Hyperfest. She wants to do VAR. She wants to do Carolina Motorsports Park. Anything like that. So I was like, well, you're going to need a capable car, at least boost or something. But yeah. I told her, I was like, you know, we got a total car. It's a good learner car. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put a little bit more money, get it where it's usable, so that way the kids can use it next. Yeah. Because uh, the daughter's already like, it's my time. I'm 13, about to be 14. Why am I not behind a wheel? You can sign the waiver, Dad. <laughs> she, she can drive it around the yard. She does donuts at times around the yard and knows how to flick it. And catch it nice, so, and she's crazy carts. So she's done crazy carts. We uh, fun thing about MB is sometimes you just they'll wind up in the the pits and you just have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but That's I think awesome. the end result is getting the coilovers and then uh, setting up the front end a little bit better to get you know. Right now she's running a modded modded knuckles, which is fine, but uh, it's still very twitchy. So yeah. we just need to get all that twitchiness down and out of the way. I think she'd be a lot happier with it. Yeah, get the geometry right. Which is the, they're nitpicky. They are. <laughs> you got to get them right, perfect. But 
Um, okay, so what's uh, what is your goal moving forward then with the business or personal driving? What are you trying to accomplish going into this next year? Uh, so this year, or this year, I guess, yeah, this year, gotcha. So this year, I'll be uh, I'm the compete in the CMD events because they kind of have a an immediate grassroots to program style event, mm-hmm. which is it's high payout, but it's also no tire limit. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's fun for Run me. Run brung. Exactly. So for us, it's a small track, so it's not like you you need massive power because even the slower cars can keep up. Because if you if it's a short track and you're stuck in second yeah. or third gear, you ain't going anywhere. So I can try the Z out, get it to the point with the new setup where I feel comfortable going in to try to go program next year because I just won't have time this year for that. Mm-hmm. So get the Z tried and true for that. The G35 will go into MB Drift for their grassroots series so I can keep my practice going. Uh, the business is signed to do all the MB events this year. So every MB event Sick. I'll be doing tire changes at. There um, you go. Playing, of course, doing Hyperfest. That's yeah, a, that's a must for me because it's right. I mean, that's an hour and a half in the house. Yeah, that's not fun. Uh, grid life, the beginning of the year is so hectic time. It's kind of hard for me to sign to do both. Haven't haven't been able to do grid life. Didn't get to go last year, so it's kind of yeah. like I'm trying to go to the um, CMP one, the South Carolina Motorsports. Mm, that yeah. that one, my buddies it's went the to closest these. to me. So yeah, for you that'd be a fun one. Hyperfest is fun too. They're going down that front stretch on that that front hill. Yeah, I do want to drive VRR. So, mm. yeah, that track looks gnarly, but yeah. But, so, but both yeah. of those would be fun. Uh, and then mainly just, I, I need to get, uh, I'm trying to get my wife to do more events, get her progression. I want to see yeah. her compete. I told her, I was like, I want to see you competing by the end of this year. <sighs> and then I need to get my daughter out so she can be get into that process herself. Cause eventually I don't need to be competing. Like mm. and, and I see myself, let's, I mean, I'm 33, about 34. Mm. I see myself in two to three years backing off. So if I'm going to do two years of pro-am, yeah. if I don't do anything in pro-am, I'm done. Like two years. I want at least, I want to reach for the stars. If I don't get to that point, it's all good. Yeah. I, I want to at least yeah. look back on my life and say, I tried. Just want to chew on a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I see like, and then, you know, growing my family on, on that drifting side with the business. Cause eventually, I mean, I'm not going to be competitive. Yeah. I'm going to age out like we all will. Um, and so I want to be able to go in 10 years and see my kids drifting and then 30 years, see my grandkids drifting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just for me, I want to see it, see it keep growing. Yeah. So that for me, this year is all about growth, getting people more into it. And then, uh, if I have to be, you know, two years down the road, not competing, but just being a, mm-hmm. a spotter. Hey, that's, that's the transition. I know the track I can, you know, look at a track yeah. and be like, you need to do these things here to achieve what you want. So, I mean, as long as I'm in the sport, I'm happy. There you go. So, I think that moving forward is where I'm at. Just keep them ahead in the game. And then if I'm bored of driving, there's always a, a you know, a little pivot to something else in, in this world of drifting that I'll, I'll Sweet. take up for. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's do one of these uh, last questions I always do in all the podcasts. Um, so... We'll start off with the one where you have a bone stock Z or G, which you're going to be buying the same fucking parts anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but you got to get, you're trying to build a car to get to your first track day. So we'll consider you have tires and you have $3,000 to spend on a car, on your car that you already have to get to your first track day. What parts are you going to prioritize? BC coilovers first. 
Cheers to that. So it's about a grand. About a grand. Yeah. Eleven. Then I would do the basic GK Tech bolt on kit. Okay. Um, the LCAs would be nice, but if it's my first day, mm. I don't need to be that guy who destroys a brand new set. Yeah. So um, that way, you also have more money for elsewhere. Um, the I'd, for Z and G, they have decent angle from the factory. So I would personally say, not for your first track day. Like you, you could spend but the if money you're, elsewhere. If you're, if you're fresh, fresh, yeah, I would say. We move the, the the factory bump stops, or at least grind them down to the point where they're just touching. Oh, just remove them. Yeah. So they're I mean, just bolt ins. They're, yeah, they're very really easy. Yeah. Just you know, zip them off. Um, if you're yeah, if if I'm going back and being fresh, it'd be just coilovers, no hydro because hydro is a crutch. Um, I definitely would probably recommend some of the. Um, <laughs> That's been a hot topic recently. I mean, the whole hydro thing. It, I, I agree. Hydro's a cut. Like, you don't need it. Like, if you're in a low power cart, that should never be on your yeah. mindset. You should be using angle to stall you out, not hydro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, you can just get by with a factory handbrake. That's I why. mean, I had an extension like, you, like this. Because there are some scenarios, like, it's really handy. It's a good tool to have. But, like, the, the factory handbrake will do the job until you can afford a proper handbrake setup. I mean, my first year with the Z, I just added a two-foot bar, bol- bolted it onto the factory handbrake, and just... Yeah that, yeah, that was what I was using, so that way I wasn't, you know, wrenching my arm, um, and it worked just fine. The only reason I swapped is because the aluminum bracket snapped, and I was like, "Well, time for a real one." There you um, go. So coilovers, I would probably say, hmm, oil cooler definitely. So really. With the Z's, I mean, you're 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 usually on the rev limiter, and for most of us, I mean, you, your coolant temps not might be spiking, but we know that oil is just cooking. <laughs> and if you want a VQ to last, you don't need cooking oil. Hey, I don't know, man. I didn't fuck with none of that shit. I didn't even put a catch can on mine, and <laughs> it was to me bulletproof. I couldn't get the bitch to blow up. So for long-term longevity, I think having the oil cooler is just, is an extra quart, basically a quart of oil in there too. So, well, yeah, that's always good helps the capacity. Yeah. I did consider the bigger oil pan for that reason, just to have some extra oil, but I didn't want to go through the, the whole oil cooler thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the factory fans work fine. The radiator works just fine. So I wouldn't upgrade none of that. Um, definitely would def upgrade the seats because the factory seats are just not it. That's been a good one. That um, people say. The steering wheel, most Z's tend to get that. It's starting to rub apart, fall apart. So yeah. probably upgrade the steering wheel. Yeah. And if you're like me and you're tall and you don't want T-Rex arms, get a little bit smaller steering wheel. Yeah. Um, so you got about probably a grand left after all that. You could look at the rear arms just because the suspension was not meant to do all that extra yeah. moving up. So you could probably upgrade your toe arms, compression arms and all that in the rear. You only need two of them. Get, all, get whatever alignment specs you want. So weld the diff. Probably do a diff brace. Um, I've never needed one. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't installed but, one myself either. Um, if you're wanting well, to, should now. If you're going on a really bumpy setup, I'd probably go ahead and say just upgrade that. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Um, steering rack is usually pretty, pretty good. Or I would probably put a uh, power steering cooler on there because I tend to burn up a bunch of rat. Yeah, that's something that I probably need to look into. Too. <laughs> That just mainly cooling mods and and the coilovers and the seats would probably be my biggest things. Just because, okay, you know, you start hot lapping a Z and you don't look at that temp gauge. Yeah, that's a different angle than most people have taken for that question. So I like that. 
So yeah, I think I'm thinking I'm happy with that. Yeah, you can keep them on track more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hell yeah, okay. Well, I guess let's get your best piece of advice for anyone just getting into drifting. Period. Okay. Everybody else has already hit the uh, the kiss method. Keep it simple. Oh yeah. So I would say um, take inspiration from others, but be the be you. Be be you know the first you. Don't be try to be somebody else. Don't go out there thinking, oh, I see this guy running all this. I want to be just yeah. like him. You know, if you want to take that that, but add just your own touch. Add your touch. Yeah. Don't you know? You see the same guy running this angle kit, this parts, these parts, and then you come out looking just like him. I mean. I mean, you might get a own. few laughs or two. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, be yourself. Do your own styling. I, you know, the fun thing about a drift car is it's your canvas. Yeah. Do what you want to. I mean, if you want to spray bomb it eighteen different colors and look like you know your old S thirteens from back in the day, do it. Yeah. But um, just pendulum uh, paint it like Adam did. What the fuck, dude? So Who the hell thinks of that? Has, is that cool. what it's called? Pen, pen, pendulum painting. I don't know. I'm probably wrong on that. The comments will let us know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think just be original. That's I think that would be the best word of advice. Because I mean, yeah, you can follow tried and true methods of build setting up your car, but it might not be for you. I mean, you. Yeah. I've seen people buy full GK Tech angle kit, run one event, and be like, "I should have bought Wisefab." Yeah, that's that's his own you know mindset. But for for me, I'm I'm just keeping. Actually, I saw the dude I bought the RB from go through that. Yeah, that exact process. <laughs> it's, it's your preference. I mean, so um, just be yourself. I want to see, yeah. you know, I don't want to see you just see somebody coming in the sport hoping they're going to be the Nets FD driver when, you know. Yeah. Got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's all for the advice. Pretty much. I mean, to keep it simple, stupid method is, I mean, is, yeah, is, that's is the, the top tier. That's but, the going yeah, rate for yeah. that, but. All right. Well, cool. Um, I guess plug yourself, plug your people, anyone you want to shout out, anything like that. Okay. Um, I'd like to shout out to On Point Parts. They're my title sponsor. They keep my car running because they, they part out Zs and Gs. So literally every part for a Z and G, they have it on hand. Um, they're fantastic. They got a website. Is it like an actual website be, you can search they the have, inventory? Um, they have an inventory. Uh, if you go to their website, yeah, On Point oh, Parts. Oh, cool. Uh, Hell yeah. So they the engines, transmissions, you name it, they have it. So usually, yeah. if I pop something at the track, I'm like already calling them, like, "Hey, get this ready." How much a rack cost? They they always have <laughs> those on hand, so they they help so much. Um, Cruising Auto from Fayetteville, they do do the tuning. So nice, Eric nice. down there. He's like, if you have a Nissan or Infinity or something like that, it doesn't matter. He's really really good with it. Cool. Um, stage wheels, they uh, they've been. Keeping me going. And mm-hmm. take a pounding, too. So that's the good thing about them. Uh, it's always good. <laughs> that's always good. Uh, this year, we have Turbo Time. Uh, Steven Larson from down there has been very nice to me. He's They're really close. So nice. having his expertise on hand has been helpful. Uh, my wife, uh, at Sunflowers Arrow on Instagram, she's keeps me going because some days you get you know you start loading up the trailer you don't think about how many parts are supposed to be in that car trailer <laughs> or how many little things you've forgotten so she keeps me on my toes um <laughs> mb drift staff uh i know we're doing some collab stuff this year with the shootout uh, then you know supporting mm-hmm. them is always nice because i mean this shootout won't be possible without them you know, it's a no no rules type shootout yeah. and it's mainly for those like like, uh, like, like myself I'm building a, you know, rebuilding my car, and I need to see what I can do on 285s, 235s yeah. if I'm going to East Town, uh, 
and stuff like that. So shout out to them for, you know, they've been around for years. So oh, they, yeah. they're one of the original places I competed. If at. you're still watching, they should be coming on soon. Sweet. So, so yeah, they're a good group of guys. And then, uh, um, Driftaholic Racing, of course, my, my business got a shout out, you know, yeah, don't forget that one. What the uh, hell? <laughs> yeah. They're if, helping us as, I mean, we try to help the drivers. So at, yeah. that's at the end of the day, you know, if I look at the numbers, you know, I'll, you know, I'm not looking to make money. It's mainly keep the business going, tape helping people. Cause I mean, a lot of them drive to the track, so you can't really fit tires in the back of your car mm-hmm. when you shut all the camping gear. So if I can bring four tires and make your life a little bit easier. Yeah. No, no brainer. Oh, yeah. And as far as sponsors, that should be in shout outs. I don't think I have anybody else. I'm trying to run through the car. Let me go through the list. Oh wait, I got hunky dory. I got Olivia who did my liver, uh, livery and she's doing the shirts for, for me this year on design. Nice. Uh, Livia's been fantastic. Uh, Icon Graphics did the wrap on the car, which is, you know, having them close by is really nice too. Yeah. And then BC, I have not signed back on with them yet this year. I need to contact them and stage again. It's always new yeah. year. Uh, Got to go out through the processes again. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think that's about it on my shout outs. Um, thank you for everybody who's helped us last year with the Grove. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And now at times waiting in line for a tire change has been a headache, but you know, we're trying, we're, we're, yeah. we're still growing that side of the business. So you support it. Things get better. Exactly. So same goes for here. Buy the merch. Shameful plug. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, buy the merch. There you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much all for this one. So, uh, I guess what is, if you could one message to the entire world, if you could just, Give one message. To the drifting world or the entire, entire world? entire world. Just everyone in general. At the end of the day, I would say probably stay in your lane. You know, yeah. don't don't give somebody else a hard time for the decisions. I mean, it might not have been the best. might not have been the worst. But, in, in, you know. Mind just, your own fucking business. <laughs> exactly. I mean, for for everybody, you'll have a better day if you just stay in your lane. I mean. Yeah. I know we all have our ups and down days and, you know, buying a car sometimes isn't the smartest decision. Buying a spare drift car isn't the smartest idea. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're feeling bad about yourself, about buying it, and then somebody else is telling you you did a shitty job of choosing the car and you're like, yeah, it just makes you feel worse. So, I mean, I mean, there's plenty of hate out there. Yeah. I mean, we, we see it in the comments on every video and every post. So, I mean, uh, for me, it's just, hey. You know, it's one thing to nitpick. It's a whole other thing to bash on somebody. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess look below the video. Make sure that subscribe button is not red anymore. And, of course, hit the bell notification. Uh, and a lot of the parts that we mentioned, you can, of course, find it on Njuku Racing. Uh, links are always in the description. Uh, like you said, grab the merch and support the podcast so I can keep bringing you guys better content. But that's all we got. See you each Sunday for a new episode. Staying way up, up, up to the ceiling. Trust no bitch, can't catch no feelings. I've been taking long flights from the bay to Ibiza. Hit home runs, I'm a ball like Jeter. I just want to fuck, 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 then I leave. I'm a young pop star, caught a boy, doesn't be. Got a little 